This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. I am Patrick Martins, host of The Main Course. You are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Can you dig it here in Bushwick? Oh, an embarrassment of riches. But today's show comes with a trigger warning. That's right for all you lefty liberal college students. Get ready because today we're talking about meat. Uh-oh. Oh, hello. <laughs> now, wait a minute. You didn't, you didn't warn. I did not. That's a microaggression. <laughs> you know what I'm into? Macroaggressions. <laughs> macroaggressions. Yeah. Oh, I like oh. to hurt people. Ooh, ooh, I, from your <laughs> wrestling <laughs> days. <laughs> and we're here with our good friend, uh, co-author of the, the Meat Manifesto, the Carnivores Manifesto, founder of this radio station, and therefore technically my corporate master, my friend Patrick Martins. If this show were a meal, it would be a royal banquet. <laughs> like I said, an embarrassment. The and the mind. Thank you, David. Thank you. Back in the we, have a, we have a very lively audience here today, and I, I like that. Well, usually, you know, when we uh, uh, tape shows, as we're doing today, I, I kind of kayfave it and pretend. What do you mean tape? And pretend we're doing it live. But actually, you, last week we celebrated, um, last week, which hasn't happened yet, is or next week, which hasn't happened about? yet. Uh, no fucking um, idea. Next week, which we haven't celebrated. Is yet, this is macro the, is the, This is like macro confusion. The Flesh Tone's 40th anniversary, and then you're leaving for China, which is technically where you are now, while everyone in Radio I, Land I shouldn't even is enjoying the illusion that you're here. You are somewhere... I think with the time change, it is actually a week from now in exactly. China. <laughs> uh, exactly. That's how I managed to get, uh, to be here. So right now, you are in China, but now uh, we're talking about th- you going to China. You know, there, they just call it food. They just call it food in China. That's why... Uh, <laughs> You know, Patrick's here, and Patrick was at your big uh, birthday banquet. Oh, at a Chinese restaurant. There was nothing better. So uh, I love a lazy Susan. Yeah, I, I, she was right on the table. We were spinning her around. Her and Lady Godiva. And I, 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 <laughs> she actually worked pretty hard that night. <laughs> she worked very hard. I, I actually I brought an old uh, menu with me to China from the Jade Mountain. On uh, do you remember? Ah, the, I love the Jade Mountain on Second Street, Avenue. I believe Second Avenue. Second Avenue. I brought the menu because. All of my favorite dishes, Chinese dishes, are all there written down. And then right next to it, it's written in Cantonese. So all I got to do, when I walk into a restaurant in uh, Shanghai or something, and I want the chi- chicken almond ding or the sub gum wonton. With sizzling. With sizzling. I just have to point <laughs> to it in Chinese. Actually, the numbers, I, I didn't realize this until are I went to coordinated? China. They, they are universal. universal. Oh, They're wow. universal. So I can China, just 43, please. And the, I know I'm going to get the... Uh, the subgum chow mein. Well, With so sizzling. is the uh, kitchen, according to some people. Just in the center of the earth, one global kitchen produces it, they all the Chinese food that gets delivered everywhere. <laughs> Piping hot. Well, one of my um, one of my favorite books, part of the Mordecai trilogy by Carol Bonfiglioli, um, they 
theorize. He shoots way over everybody's heads now. The the, the Chinese waiter union as the most populated and powerful workforce block in the world. Wow. And they they secretly run the world. Millions of restaurants. I mean, literally, isn't it the most frequent, I mean, common restaurant across the globe is Chinese Chinese food, food, right? More than pizza, more than anything. I think there are Chinese restaurants everywhere. Irish I hope pubs, so. The Museum of Food and Drink, their next exhibit, their first uh, exhibition was on flavor. Their second one is called Chow, and it's the history of Chinese food in America and how it's changed. You know, in China, they just call it food. When I was a kid, they said <laughs> La Choy uh, made Chinese swing American. That was their, their catchy jingle on TV. Do you remember, yeah, Mike, La Choy? La Choy. Well, that was Makes me. Chinese swing American, thing, oh. and there's a little bell. Oh, yeah. There well, those is. wonderful you, brands of my youth, of which I do not miss. Look, David, David, ragu, old world style sauce is when my mom Ra- felt like old, being, uh, when my mom felt like being ethnic. This is like David's out of control with the sound booth back I, I, there. Actually, there. get the audience fired up. Yeah, the day. bell. Play yeah, that get, bell one get, more time. Get the uh, the bells we'll and the applause to orgasm. and some applause, please. There you go. Yeah. So remember, aren't you supposed to be in China now? I'm supposed to be in China. So don't, so so for Christ's sake, stop wasting my time, Mike. Let's get to the let's get to the heart of the of uh, the meat of the matter here. The meat of the David. Matter. What are we talking about here? Very good, Patrick. Let's what do, do you it. got here? Well, I think, I think that was a meat bomb in the back. We have uh, the one of the great artisans in America today, new generation artisan, is Antonio. Fiace, and he is from Enduya. That doesn't sound Chinese to me. It sounds made up. Enduya. Enduya. Do you know what Enduya is, right? It's a Calabrian It's a Calabrian spread. pate. It's, pate a, yeah. it's made out of a pork sausage, basically. It's spreadable. Well, never Very wanting spicy. to be Very one delicious. that gets typecast, he produces other things as well. Although his company name is Enduya. So here it is. Can you spell Enduya? It's apostrophe N-D-J-U-J-D. U J apostrophe A. It's like Guns N' Roses got like the apostrophe. There you go, Mike. The wrong Talk into that. Thank you. Well, this, I, this, is, this is among my favorites. This is the and it's Wagyu. Mm. This is the a beef salami. Mm. Wagyu actually describes any Japanese mm. breed, oh. beef breed. No, it's so fantastic. Does it basically mean cow in Japanese? <laughs> yeah, basically it means cow. It comes from Japan. But there are many different types of Wagyu, like Mishima is one, Akayushi is another, Kobe is another. Any, any any type of beef. And this is the it's Wagyu, delicious. which um, you uh, specialize in over at Heritage Foods USA. Let's describe the flavor of this. It's very hard to describe flavor, actually. But that's a good... Uh, I look forward to what we come it up kinda with. It's kind of like... The more you chew it, there's all this tastiness comes... Uh, you know? Very well said. The more you chew it, the more tastiness. The more tastiness. That's, um, it doesn't lose its taste. That's, that's why Robert Parker... <laughs> God, <laughs> you know, God he had an effect... The, all the, all the, of California wine tastes a, a similar, or so much of it, well, because I, of that I just, one dude. I just dude. bring it up, um, him up because uh, the more I drink it, the more tastiness comes out. Not quite how he, <laughs> he made his mark on the wine world, but what he did do, and the people followed him, is come up with a vocabulary to describe basically something that's indescribable. Undescri- mm-hmm. um, tar, leather, you know, horse poop, freshly mowed lawn. You know, one day I was uh, tasting wine with Joe Bastianich uh, over um, at one of his joints when we were working on our book together. And I put my nose in the glass and I gave it a swirl and I said, you know, Joe, I'm getting grapes out of this. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, it happens. Don't tell anybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that there's nuttiness to it and earthiness or rootsiness. It's a little bit of smoke. And, uh, a little smoke. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a soprasada, but, but even, even more soprasada-y. 
You know, I, uh, like beef. I like it. <laughs> There's so little beef charcuterie. It's like all pork, you know. Right. I, I love brasala. I do. I, oh, I love it. What's that one they make out of mules? Ah, the chichina. Is it what? In Spain, it's called chichina. Anyway. In chichina. In, in Sardinia, they make a, like, a thing that looks just like this. This is very, uh, how do you say, finely grained, right? If we're going to describe Drained. it. Drained. It's about the size of a silver dollar if you mm-hmm. cut it. Right. And it's very fine. It's dark, very dark, beefy looking. But very, it's like a fine grain, you know, it's like finely milled or, or ground or whatever you want. The meat isn't like big hunks mm-hmm. of fat in here. Or anything. Well, it's nice that you're using like such excellent quality of beef to make a salami. I have to imagine that in China, they make the most exquisite cured meats, but we never know. They're never part of any tastings or whatever. And I'm it sure wasn't they on the menu. It stuff. wasn't on the Jade Mountain menu, mm-hmm. so I didn't get any in know. China because I couldn't point to it and say. I want number 43. How do you say hold the MSG? Hold the MSG. <laughs> you leave. leave the, you leave the restaurant. MSG. Another, another myth. We're going to crush some myths today. I mean, MSG makes food taste good. I mean, I know. I mean, it's used too more much, than people know. Too, no, too much, much of it is. Uh, too much of it. It's weird. It's weird. You get that headache. in your mouth. Sweet, and you sort of get that hungover before you drink feeling. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a lot more MSG in our food than. Uh, this is a wonderful tasting. Than people think. There's, is there any MSG in, in, in this artist? No, artisanal, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure not. Arti- what is this called again? Even if he'd want to do it. Well, this is a this swimming is Anduya. Anduya. Mm. Anduya. Oh, does and it actually it goes excellent well, with the anchovies. The way it's pronounced, does that have any relationship to the, to the, to the French Andouille or the word? Um, I'm not saying. I mean, not just meaning that it's something ground up. and. It does sound like Calabrian dialect. I mean, anything that starts with an apostrophe. Yeah. Is probably dialect. So, yes, they might have copied but, it from. Or not copied, but just oh, from yeah, the no. same. This, is, this is actually the Salame di Manso, which is a some beef salami, but made by, made by our friends at the Nuduya uh, Salomaria. And where do you get this? Where do you, get, where do you acquire this? If our uh, listeners want to uh, acquire well, such a thing. Well, to find want, the best want, cured you, meats, you need to look to mail order because each artisan <laughs> could be everywhere around the country or very good places like Brooklyn Larder. I like a lot. There's some places yeah. that really specialize in the cured meats, which is a growing art form here in America. I mean, 20, 20 30 years ago, there was no one yeah. here in America. They just closed down. I mean, in, it was Oscar Mayer. In Greenpoint, it's the exact opposite. All of the uh, the guys making smoked sausage and everything were all disappearing. Oh, yeah. Steve's just closed a few months ago. Mm. I mean, I used to love the smell of the, you know, when I was coming home or leaving or going anywhere, I passed there, and the whole block would smell of smoking uh, sausage. When are you going to start an artisanal line of kielbasa? We are actually partnering with an old Italian guy who does premio sausages, which is like the supermarket oh, yeah, sausage, you know, sure. old one. They're and, good. And he also does for Nathan's. He, he gets some of the meat that they use in their hot dogs. I mean, he's like I an old Nathan's. established guy uh, from Queens based in New Jersey. And we're sending him our heritage breed pasture raised trim and saying, just make us a regular everyday kind of, you know, pinwheel sausage or whatever. It's really, really good. Good now, old fashioned Italian. Now we're, we're moving on here. To the uh, the what, what is have? it? Anchovy is like the most common animal in the sea. I think. I mean, it's just there are gazillions of them. Now, but no one eats them for, for cuisine. We're going to we're going to dispel more myths here. A lot of people think anchovy is very salty. Mm-hmm. So and it can be, but you know, I think people have a bad perception of anchovy. So let's so, see. Let me. Zaremba is going to try an anchovy right. again. Trigger warning here. This anchovy is the best anchovy I've ever had in my life. <laughs> How's that? Uh, it is. It I is. mean, it, it, everyone it, says it. Right. 
It is, and it goes very good with the beef. The beef holds up to it pretty good. Now, what are, we're washing this down. I just want to say, what are, we, what are we having with this? Oh, a, a great beer, a light American lager, the classic light American. I feel like of, I'm in my shower beers? with them right now because he usually showers with them. Talk oh, about this Anne Chauvet. Holy Lord of all Isn't things, good? great and small. So, right, Mike, you don't trust people who don't like anchovies? I, I don't really, honestly. I, I don't like people who don't like Elvis, and I don't really trust people who don't like anchovies. I, That's a great anchovy. Those are people who live in fear. Yeah. Oh, well, man. I mean, the shitty anchovies must be very shitty. Those like those, those hairy little things that taste like your fingers? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? But I know um, we uh, these are come from Italy, and we asked an American <sighs> producer to find us anchovies like this, and apparently the breed is just different. You cannot find anchovies to make this type of anchovy here in North America. So there it has to be important. Yeah, I don't really know about anchovy breeds. I mean, obviously we talk about um, when we worked on our book, The Carnivore's Manifesto, and over at Heritage Foods USA, where you actually pay me in anchovies when I work for you. But um, we talk about... Um, <laughs> That's changing, by the way. Uh, I'm being downgraded. Anchovies are cost, costing <laughs> a little bit more these days. They can't pay them anymore. I'm being downgraded. So, in other words, you're going to like an anchovy uh, farm. Algae. <laughs> an anchovy farm, and you're breeding some different type of anchovy? Um, well, these are wild. Northern African. Most Northern African Sicilian anchovies get shipped to Japan because they appreciate the taste. And most of the Japanese ones, which are not as good, get shipped back to Italy, and that's what the Italians eat. So the prized ones are from the Mediterranean, you know, and North Africa and all that. And they make it with very good oil, and it is. It's an art form like any other it, 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 it's, it's an epiphany. Um, there's a lot of anchovies out in the Bay Area, too, right? Aren't anchovies indigenous to the Pacific Northwest? Mm-hmm. And, Bay Area. All right, tell you guys what. Let's take a little What's break. What's his name? Steinbeck Stein? Who was that writer? <laughs> that guy. Cannery Row. That guy. Down in Monterey. Who was that? Of, of Meat and Men, I believe, was his book. What was this? <laughs> I want to I just <laughs> thank Steinbeck. the anchovy for courageously taking on salt as the world's best salinator. It's the only one that tries to compete with salt, who has the hubris to do that. Well, you, you keep a big tub of anchovies on your kitchen counter. Yeah, I'm proud of my and anchovies. I, I know. I was very jealous when I saw that. I dream of that tub of an- anchovies. But it's going to take two years, by the way, to go through that tub, more or less, in case anyone's interested. One tub, and you two years. And you don't refrigerate it? No. Never. Never. I can't believe you'd even bring that up in the same show. <laughs> anchovies well, and refrigeration. Well, hey, listen, there are a lot of people, you know... Um, who worry about food going bad all the time? And you know, I, another thing I hate: I hate people who put peanut butter in the refrigerator. In the refrigerator. Come on, Tabasco uh, sauce in the refrigerator. Uh, why? Why? Nothing's going to get. Why? 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 Nothing could live in Tabasco sauce. <laughs> Nothing bad can live in Tabasco sauce. Also pickles and those like, things. And cured meat. I mean, this stuff was designed to take on a clipper ship across seas and then be put on a Conestago wagon and then be taken right. across the country. And two years later, it's still great. We get yelled at by customers who don't really know about when we say our cured meats do not need to be refrigerated. So people have like an eight pound or a three pound ham just sitting on their counter and they just they can't deal with it. They, they just have to put <laughs> Another sign of changing times in Greenpoint, we used to have on the Busy Bee Food Exchange, my corner market, all the markets, they'd have all the hooks with all the sausages hanging there. And finally, they can't hang Yeah, they anymore. can't do it anymore. Can't do it anymore. Uh, like a Museo del Jamon. Uh, like, uh, or any they, place in Spain or in Italy. The Museo del Jamon, where they take a Hilti gun <laughs> and blast legs of Jamon. Over the walls and the ceilings, right? That's one of my favorite places of in the course, world. Of course, it's, it's fantastic. Have you ever been to one of the... It's no. A, it's, a, it's a chain, una cadena. It's a Museo del Jamón, and it's like literally hundreds of like... Uh, um, 
The walls are covered. How about Toronto's? Like just hanging everywhere. The place you just walk into the place. And they it's use like, it. It's like being. Yeah. Oh, you're getting there. Those little funnel cups with the fat stripping off of it. Yeah. And it's like. You know, I mean, they have, you know, the Pata Negras over here and, like, the run of the mill but you know, like, pigs are over they here. They take a Hilti gun and they blast them into the wall. <laughs> and they're like, the wall is, right, studded with it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, hey, it's a good place for a beer, too. I love the Museo del yeah, Where are we going? Good. We're going to tour. We're going to bring our blues band to the Museo del Jamones. Los Museos. I believe the plural is Museos del Jamones. Do you guys play together? We should talk about that a little bit on the second half of the show, the back end. Do you guys perform together ever? We, 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 no, it's, it's like a variety show. You're friends with all the musicians. You That dinner had the Boss Hog people mm. and, and you guys. I know no Blues actual explosion. people who are employed. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're uh, stream- why we're streaming not so live from Bushwick. Uh, Pizza Rumba's in China, China, Patrick and Patrick. I Park- can't. You know, I, I went to a lot of trouble to be here. Today. You're very present for being in China. Uh, you're very present. A lot of trouble, Mike. Like Elvis via satellite. All right, uh, I expect at we'll, least we'll be, we'll one be- old-fashioned. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this on arts and seizures. All around me like a rubber band It ain't the me, it's the motion Makes your daddy wanna rock It ain't the me, it's the motion It's the movement that gives it the sock All right, we're back, back here in Bushwick. Zaremba is still, still. Ooh, I just saw behind a front. briefcase of harmonicas. He Sorry, br- Mike. I lugged them all the way back. You know, today, from behind the iron curtain. Uh, before we, you know, Sorry, we, were, Mike. we were talking about birthdays, and I do want to do a shout out to uh, Keith Strang. Today is his birthday. My birthday was Which two today? days ago. Today, today, today. Now, Mike. <laughs> I'm so confused. Chinese now or now I'm now? So, I'm so confused. Mike. Now now, that should be a, a dish. The now now. I believe it is. Most yeah. seasonal Ooh, products. Ooh, chow chow. You know, I love chow chow. You should. You sell provisions over there. And yes, you now we do. That's why I brought the answer. I'd like to suggest that you that a line of artisanal chow chow. Chow chow. I love chow chow. Can it be now now? Meaning in season? I think. So. I think that's great. All right. You're gonna I make think it, you should make call your chow chow now now now. That's how it's seasonal. So seasonal. <laughs> so seasonal. That's, 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 it's so seasonal. We don't have. Any, all right? <laughs> yeah, it's already. It sounds like a, Rufus, sounds, like a sounds like a cramp song or a Rufus Thomas song. It's like I call my Chow Chow now. Now, does your Chow Chow come when you call it? Uh, <laughs> all right, Serum is going to play the. Blues. I think this. I think this. Uh, what is the king of beers here? Is is, uh, is running your, out? Going to your head. No, is there harmonica of the six or eight harmonicas you have in your harmonica briefcase? Is each one have its own uh, purpose? Its own yes, it does. So it, what is the difference? The I'm difference is they're all in different keys. Ah. Because they are, these are diatonic harmonicas. They are not chromatic. 
Like Stevie Wonder plays a chromatic harp. It has that little button sure. so that he can play in any key he wants. Whereas when you play one of these things, as uh, the late Gordon Spaeth used to say, it was barely a step over humming and whistling. <laughs> uh, it cannot change a key. So hence, I have to have uh, various harmonicas. <laughs> Although what this has to do with anchovies... And uh, the salami. Yeah, the you're about to play it. It looked like. I well, hope we, were talk, you play. we were talking about adding, adding anchovies, keeping the anchovies on the counter. But you throw an anchovy into, into the spaghetti sauce. I put like ten to twelve What's anchovies the, in a spaghetti sauce because just the, it's just the umami salty. What's gra- the it pulls the whole thing together. What's the famous Italian macaroni? It's Sicilian, actually. Macaroni dish. They make it for St. Joseph's Day, and it's got the raisins, the breadcrumbs, and uh. anchovies. Is that a much? No. What ah. is it? It's uh, what is that? Uh, I think they do that over at Francesco's over on uh, David. Can you look? It's really on, good. on Union Street. It's a really Union good one. No, what know. am I looking up? Cobble Hill. It's a uh, pasta David with raisins knows. in it. Raisins and anchovies and breadcrumbs and uh, uh, onions. Yes. Onion. No. I've had it before. It's uh, David. What is it? Working on it. Okay. Oh, then just then press the applause button, please. <laughs> the best Caesar salad I, I ever had. And, um, Caesar salads without anchovies now, basically. Okay. Unless yeah. Trigger warning. Yeah. You know, because those the people are because anchovies have become microaggressors. Yeah. Yes. We, is this, no, this everybody. Is not this is a country that lives in fear. It's not a safe. Because your whole your whole life is like, you know, your pizza. Yeah, I have it with the works. Hold the anchovies. I, I don't know where the hold the anchovies thing came from, except people think I had a I don't know Caesar what salad, happen? of course, in the original. Hotel Caesar in uh, Tijuana. That's good because you should know that people think Caesar's salad is an Italian thing, and it was in, it's a, invented in Mexico. Mexico, really? Tijuana. I uh, Caesar was long gone. However, the guys who prepared it at my table were the original waiters. Oh wow! And uh, they did dose it with a little bit of craft. Uh, you know, ground uh, parmesan from the, the the green foil container. But what's the, uh, what's the hotel? Is a hotel or restaurant Caesar. Oh, it's on, on Revolution. I don't. I don't know if it's still. There. I haven't been in Tijuana in a while. Hmm. But uh, God, that's one popular salad. But that was the, the original Caesar. <laughs> I have, I'm only bringing this up because, yes, the original Caesar salad had anchovy. Well, of course, the best, and I think it it's has I, to. I think it is one of the most like like sensuous and, and exquisite and sexy. Really, just like foods you can have as a true Caesar salad. And the best one, I gotta say, was at your house, Patrick, which you told me the. Uh, recipe was from the original Joy of Cooking, except you just put in like nine times as many anchovies, anchovies. and 400 times as much garlic. And these are salty <laughs> anchovies. I mean, you said they're not salty, but then they they're are, these actually. sweet. They were just, uh, yeah, they're these sweet sardine type anchovies, and that's very different. That's a this whole is more different. anchovies than I've had in my entire life up until this date. When I bring Italians sure. to Roberta's, we drink, we'll go, I'll bring an anchovies, we go through the whole jar, sometimes two or three jars uh, with you, buttered what bread. When what are you drinking when you're having those anchovies? Old you're not fashions. having Budweiser. <laughs> Old fashions. Old fashions, there you go. The natural companion of uh, the anchovy. The natural companion of the anchovy is anything. <laughs> hey, uh, David, if you can't find the name I, of the pasta. I think I found it. Um, it there's, there's a couple of variations, but it seems to be like con lasardi or chisardi. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want to call Sedanic? Are we allowed to do that on your show? We just call. Okay, can you call this number? Call Heritage Foods <laughs> USA and then ask for Sedana. It's, uh, she'll, she'll know 100%. She used to make it. 718 389 
800-985-0985. And by the way, for you kids in the listening audience, you want to call Heritage Food and ask for Serena, please go ahead. Yes, please ask that all is, types I, of that's cool. Mike, have another one of these. I'm telling you. I, I will. No, this is, this is fantastic. Tuck into those anchovies, please. 389 985 718-389-0985. Okay. Uh, David, applause, please. Is these anchovies on Please, make with the applause. Not only is it brain food. There you go. Thank you, David. But it's going to make my coat very shiny. We you know got seaweed, uh, livestock that eat seaweed, their coat becomes shiny. They're like glistening in the sun. Livestock. Even if it's but a livestock very small percentage. But livestock doesn't live in the ocean. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so over at Heritage Splitting Foods, hairs. We've been, Mike, splitting hairs. Uh, you're going to tell us about, we were talking about hams a little bit here. We're talking about new American charcuterie. And, um, well, it's harvest season in livestock. I mean, uh, left to their own devices, when animals have sex and are not artificially inseminated, this is a season when we are eating lamb, goat, turkeys, ducks, mm. geese, all. Only now. That's the only time. Unless it's artificially inseminated, then you can have it year-round. You know, Patrick calls the ducks and then the geese the ribeye of the sky. Mm, which I, I like. I tell you, I had a duck epiphany. This was on an early Ron Chance tour, and um, they gave you that magray. Something the magray, the true magray du canard. Like it's like a New York strip steak. It's so oh, it's so thick and so rich, you know, and seared, seared, oh, stop it, seared stop and it. rare. The, stop and, it, Michael. And Mike's my, my experience with duck was uh, Peking oh. duck downtown. You know, my, my experience with duck was China, Chinatown, wrapped um, in the and, duck sauce, and to have in the, the pancakes and the plum sauce. Oh, plum but sauce. To, but to have a. Oh, that, that, the McGrade, it was, oh, it was mind-boggling. Sear that. Sear it. Sear it and serve Sear it rare. Hey, David, Pat's in. Red. Is she on? I'm getting her on the line right now. <laughs> yeah. Put him on. Let's hear what's happening at Heritage. This is the first is time anyone's... anyone even working now that I'm gone? <laughs> they're, they're going through your ashtray for... <laughs> for they're going to find a lot. <laughs> We have a little so, bit. Uh, yeah, Mike. Oh, yeah. Step in, please. <laughs> applause. Dave. Dave, patch him in. Patch him in. We'll find talk, out if we have hold music. I think, Mike, did you do our hold music for Heritage? I should do the hold you music. Should. I should. Original I hold music. Okay, Patrick, I have Serena on Some, some artisanal. Ciao, Serena. I didn't hear anything. Oh, brother. So, Serena, listen. There's a pasta with raisins in it and anchovies that bread they crumbs. make. And breadcrumbs. And onions. And onions. And, and it's associated with San Giuseppe Day. San Giuseppe. What is that pasta called? Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, 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 dong. <laughs> Do you, um, this is a question that I don't think I have the answer to. All right, all right. Sorry, guys. Sorry. God, the ratings are plummeting. I'm sorry, but thank you, Sidney. But, but wait, trying. but wait, now that we've got you on the phone, let's talk, let's talk anchovies. Sidney, can you hear us? Hello? Sidney, can you hear us? Oh. I, hello? Okay, cut it off. Oh. Jeez. I, I do like I do like this. I really don't hear anything. I mean, David, cut her, cut her. I do like this idea of artisanal hold music. Well, you remember in the old days when the <laughs> answering machines were invented. I grew up without answering machines. Sure. When answering machines were invented, he grew used, up without telephones. That's, actually, that's true. They advertised this company made party lines. Uh, yeah, they made cassettes that you could buy to play on your answering machine, right. and one was the outgoing message. Wait for the beep. You got to leave your name. You got to leave your number. Wait for the, that was one. And then there was uh, Beethoven, is it? Nobody's home. Nobody's home. <laughs> that was another thing that we need to collect. Yeah. Like old outgoing messages. They used to advertise messages. those for 1999. This is uh, just a tangent, very boring. When Ted Turner started the fourth network, 
to compete with NBC, CBS, ABC. He was really breaking up a monopoly, and all the advertisers refused to advertise on TBS. And so he went across America and started those 1999 commercials. And it was very many, many small companies that paid for all the advertising for TBS, including this little If you call cassette. now. Call now, yes. And if you call within the next 10 Wait, minutes. But how do they know if you call in the next but 10 minutes? Don't answer yet. How much would you pay for 10 of these knives? I know. $100? Don't answer, don't answer no, yet. Because you're getting 100 more. <laughs> don't answer yet. Ron Papel was a great genius. I like when they used to Ron take Pell. that knife and slice right through a can with a it. A can. Oh, a Ginsu knife is fantastic. Uh, Have you ever actually handled a Ginsu knife? That's how it's paid for. It's CNN, TBS. Oh, the, you know, the genius of, of TBS, I mean, it was like um, what Vince McMahon later realized, but he needed TBS to sort of be his platform, is the, the concept of, you know, the implications of cable television. You know, and, and having a superstation. Well, and, and running, access and running, to a satellite. They, there were some companies that had access to the satellite. ESPN got it. TBS got it. But then they didn't know how to pay for it or what to do with it. But uh, Ted Turner, didn't he take on your famous McMahon in the wrestling? <laughs> My famous McMahon. Um, they did, in fact. That was, that was a great feed. When are you going to get a satellite? We need a heritage. I thought we already had one. Heritage. Food or heritage radio? Can we I'm share much more like? interested in creating a wrestling persona, which I have it. The Adam Clasher. He'll blow <laughs> everyone this, this in the, the arena. This is the, uh, this is the Iranian. Like this is the Iranian. It's a new take on the Iron Sheik. He yeah, has beakers some, and smoke coming out of things. He's an Iranian nuclear scientist. Negative uh, ethnic uh, context. Who's rebelling, oh, rebelling against um, our, our nuclear treaty. I was watching. I was uh, when I was watching uh, the, the U.S. Open. Uh, K- trigger, trigger, trigger one. Nish- Tennis, trigger one. Nishikori. What's up? K. Uh, Nishikori. Who, who beat uh, Murray? He sure did beat Murray. Now, I was thinking that what he, what Nishikori needed to do, do you remember Prince Toro Tanaka? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, you're talking, now, you're he, talking about a real sport. Nah, like you're talking. When he was going <laughs> against Bruno San Martino, he came in, he came in the ring. He used to do the ancient Japanese salt ceremony where he would uh, do all this bowing and, and Shinto prayers. <laughs> but then he'd put, like, a pile of salt in each of the four corners uh. of the ring so that when he could get his opponent in there and get them into the turnbuckle, and he started rubbing that salt into their eyes. <laughs> Somehow, Kei Nishikori, I think maybe he did it, but he's got the salt, you know, on the sides of the tennis court. Uh-huh. But... The bad thing is, in tennis, you're not you're not really supposed to cross the net or grind your opponent's face into the floor. Well, well, what do you mean? That. He has the salt. The tennis player did. I, I'm suspecting. Oh, this. I see. He, in other words, to play up the ethnic see, thing, see, you know, see, he yeah. should wear like a he World probably, War II Japanese uh, uniform. There, you know? should. Are there any heel tennis players anymore? I mean, heels. Yeah, I mean, sure, man. I mean, we used to have Mac. Are least. you kidding? There's so many heels now. There's a mass conspiracy of people throwing matches, and they've developed their own investigative unit oh, I just, to try to. Uh, okay, well, you guys so, yes, this. There so, are some heels. I just saw. I was kind of amazed when I saw this news kind of flying by me today. So there is some investigation into people throwing matches, but it's based on irregular betting as reported by professional online yeah. betting houses. So also it's like, wait. So like there's all, $200 million so wait a second, so this first the, round match. But the implications to me is like, wait, so the National Tennis Poobahs Association, whoever the governing body of tennis is, acknowledges and works in cooperation with online bookies? I mean, I thought, you know, <laughs> it's just like the world has changed, right? I mean, I, I mean, sports betting was very much legal with the exception of the sports book in Las Vegas for many years. And tennis... Jimmy the Greek. And tennis, this, like, you know, very, you know... Oh, sure. Well, what about... Upper-class sport, very waspish sport. To be honest with you, it's like, is now... 
be, I just don't get the idea that, that there's like a criminal element because once, wherever there's betting, count on it, there will be a criminal element. Once involved. they let the wherever there's money like that changing tennis, hands, it, it, you know, totally. Uh, well, draft trigger Kings, warning. That was trick, trigger <laughs> warning. DraftKings was shut down, so was uh, the other one. DraftKings and so the other one because the they were basically not paying taxes. I think. I mean, or I don't know. They did something. The government Online shut them down. Sports betting. You know, it's just one of those crazy things. Your whole life you're told betting is illegal and they arrest people and you're not even supposed to play poker. And, of course, we'll tolerate the lottery because that's our book, not your book. Basically, you can't run numbers, but we can. Yeah, you, know, you know, and so who knows what that little ball that pops <laughs> up. You know, if that if that's been uh, you know weighted, affected. yeah, so weighted, gimmicked, or sometimes when they put Loaded. their hand in and pick a ball, maybe some balls are colder than the other balls. Some balls are colder than the other balls. Yeah, a little closer to the body. All right, you heard it here first on Arts and Seizures. I'm here with uh, Pete Zaremba, who's actually in China, even as we speak. Brought to you live via satellite. I'm in China. Course, here in China, where are they? I'm I'm enjoying my sub gum with sizzling. with sizzling. You can't get good with sizzling anymore. You just can't. <laughs> I'm glad we found a lazy Susan. I'm glad that still exists. The lazy Susan. She worked was, pretty hard. Was working overtime at that <laughs> fabulous banquet. Her and Lady Godiva. It was a, a royal feast, really. And uh, and Patrick Martin, who is the author of the Carnivorous Manifesto, and he is the uh, founder and uh, head chieftain over at Heritage Foods he USA. Who are purve- I understand the new tagline: purveyors of pasture-raised meat. Is the that- V is silent. <laughs> uh, and. Um, Tune into uh, HeritageFoodsUSA.com to get all your meat needs. I'm telling you, the salami, this Wagyu salami is fantastic and absolutely the best anchovies any of us have ever had. I attest to that. HeritageFoodsUSA.com, the best anchovies and rare breed pastured meats. Do you have anything kosher? In the nation. This kosher. kosher. Um, yes, our unprocessed provisions uh, that comes just straight from the land. Hand harvested wild rice from the lake regions of Minnesota. I think they make it into the kosher thing because they have been unadulterated in any way, shape, or form. Much like uh, Dave the Engineer. And, <laughs> and with that, we're going to say. You're we'll kidding. S- we're kidding, boy. I know it's as always the fastest half hour on the internet right. today. So I learned something today. Uh, this is crazy. Did, I'm glad I came back. Wow, you I, learned something. That's impressive. I, you I, learned that David is a great engineer. I learned that David is. Yeah. Oh, that gets applause. The studio audience approves. That's the most tennis-sounding applause I've ever heard. But he oh, didn't yeah. use it for the tennis. Elvis didn't get that. <laughs> All right, we'll see you very soon, I'm sure of it. We're approaching 200 shows, so stay tuned. That's coming sometimes in November, and I'm sure we're going to have a big party. And uh, What, this wasn't What do you enough? mean approaching? The 200 show premiered two weeks ago in China. <laughs> Always one step ahead, one step beyond. This is why we've got to make Arts and Seizures great again. All right, for, for, for Patrick, Pete, and Dave in the booth, Mike Edison, we'll see you next time on Arts and yeah. Seizures.
for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.